was going to kick it old school. Yes. Party That's on, Garth. So I mean, cool. party on, Juan. That's how we do it. Party on, Wayne. I mean, <laughs> yeah. TK. Or party on, dudes. Party you on. Know, yeah. Be, why don't we mishmash two of those? Be, you know? be excellent to each other and party be on, excellent. Wayne. Yeah. That's good. I mean, that won't. On, that, that's not really copyright infringement. We're just no, saying no, cool just, salutations to each other. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, bringing Star Trek and Star Wars together. You can't really mess one with the other. They're Peanut not butter the jelly world. time, right? They don't exist in the same universe. Um, no, but seriously, uh, I think Paramount Plus is putting out a new movie for Beavis and Butthead, and I was like, Oh no! What? I was like, What? I was like, No, really? That, that's and, such a singular time in like. Late only, 90s. Well, media. I was going to say, but it, that never really translated beyond that timeline. It, 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 it had an endpoint. It was a, there was a line in the sand where it was drawn and, you know, Beavis yeah. and Butthead was, were no longer relatable and like to bring them back well, 20 years later. Uh, and, and, and again, that's just like a, such a crass and cynical nostalgia play for old people like me. But mm-hmm. the only reason why Beavis and Butthead existed the way that they did was because of music video culture oh yeah and music MTV, video yeah. culture isn't really a thing i mean i enjoy watching music videos there are some cool things that you can find and there are some really creative bands out there mm-hmm. but there there isn't the same surrounding ecosystem of visual entertainment for music videos Yep. that Beavis and Butthead relied on i i i can't think of a worse you know i, I would watch a daria cartoon <laughs> reboot before i'd be stoked but, about beavis and butthead so it's not a show it's not a show it's a movie so it's supposed to be a movie based on the that i was going to say iconic but you know the the, the late 90s they um, are they're iconic they're yeah, icons of the late 90s they're iconic to my to our generation this is the thing though because i think at some point it just became yeah they had no reference to it but that happened like 20 years ago this is where i'm like how can you bring news? I mean, this is literally just grasping at straws almost, I feel like. Uh, by just throwing it straight to streaming. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it makes sense. Because that's all they'll live. Nobody will go watch it. Because it's real straight. bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and again, it, it came from sort of a slacker culture in, in Gen X that, um, I mean, it, 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 I don't know that it translates into a modern style of storytelling unless your only purpose for bringing it back is to ruthlessly mock it. You know, like you go back and you watch Kevin Smith films and you uh-huh. can appreciate what low budget filmmaking was like in the golden indie age of the late 90s and early aughts. But mm-hmm. you don't watch old Kevin Smith films and go like, wow, what a hallmark of filmmaking and what a testament to endeavor. You know, like if you could get your hands on an original copy of THX 1138, you would see a a George Lucas at the beginning of his craft disrupting what a science fiction film budget should resemble, working with Robert Duvall fresh out of like film school and like the prototype before he got into Star Wars. You watch 90s indie films and it's like, hey, here's two hipsters like sitting in a convenience store for 90 minutes. It's not making. Con- yeah, it was an evolutionary. We don't go back to that time and celebrate it as some sort of bastion of quality, groundbreaking, genre-defining entertainment. We go back to that time period for sort of the fun cynicism of Gen X before yep. everything really did catastrophically fail all around us. 
Oh my god, I remember. But I mean, so the reason why I even mentioned it is because we were talking about like where we were setting up the show and so on, and um, Juan threw it in there, you know, partying on. So I'm like remembering, you know, Garth and you know, just the whole. Uh, it just to me that's that's the timeline, you know, when you throw in party on like you know like yeah. for the lack of a better word you know anyways so that was a movie that's the thing that's coming out but we did something else this week <laughs> as well that was really exciting a little bit higher more recent uh more fun of, uh, I, I think yeah. so i was uh i was surprised i was surprised how fun it was and um just nicely you know be able to disconnect and hang out we got a chance to hang out again this week uh, which we got a chance to go there and uh with the folks over at tcl which was really nice so um you know i for me, that was definitely one of the highlights of the week, getting a chance to see the black phone and, um, you know, have some snacks and kick it and just have a nice chill Tuesday night, you know? Yeah. As, as it, to. I mean, I, I really don't want to delve into spoilers or anything. No, no, no. Well, yeah, definitely spoilers um, free. But I, you know, I see, you see the poster for the black phone and it's got like a very sort of, um, it's got an aesthetic to it that reminded me of, some of the posters that you'd seen for things like the purge, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. there, there's something that's, that's a little unnatural and it's, it's supposed to evoke a sort of a reaction to it. And so my expectations on the film are actually pretty low, but I, I would highly recommend if you're a fan of, cause it's not even like a horror film. It's, it's more a supernatural thriller. Yeah. There's a little bit of a supernatural part of it because the whole concept kind of, and 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 that's not a that's not a spoiler. That's like it's going to get you. The, the movie gets you into what it is the the hooks of that plot. But if that's you right. enjoy films that have a quieter build, it's more about suspense. It's more about tension than it is about like body count. Because um, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, I love a good slasher film. I, I love I love you know the gory and the dark and the sort of macabre when it comes to horror as well. But mm -hmm. this was right up my alley, um, especially if you've if in, ever enjoyed films like um, It Follows. You know, okay. the, the, the evil and, and, and the, the danger isn't necessarily some snarling monster or some dude in a hockey mask or, you know, a machete-wielding bad guy. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really like the violence, the, the violence isn't as scary as the quiet. And I, I was... The anticipation tremendous, of things, yeah. It, it's great. I mean, I really feel like the movie does a great job of building into that suspense. Um, I was tremendously impressed because these are kids the, the the main cast are kids probably like late mid school uh, early high school and and they yeah. look it like they look like kids it's not oh, 30 yeah, year yeah. olds no, were, playing yeah. high school students <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i was yeah, yeah. tremendously impressed with the child performances um the cast is incredible and if you've ever enjoyed like the younger uh, sort of talent on a show like Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. I, the 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 sister in this movie, the sister to the main character, is is she totally steals the movie. She's incredible. Her performance is amazing. I I, I mean, like it's it's a shame that this performance was a part of a Bloomhouse quiet indie supernatural thriller horror film because this is the caliber of performance that should be discussed. For best supporting actress nomination, oh, but you could definitely it, it's see phenomenal. She will be, yeah, she 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 will. You will see her movie. again. Yeah, yes. you will see her again <laughs> very very soon. This, this movie officially comes out, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this Friday, right? We saw the premiere on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, we, we, we were at out. the premiere. 
we were at the premiere. So um, the folks over at TCL were very gracious enough to invite us, host us over um, for another movie. I think last last year we got a chance to check out the movie with them. So it was nice mm-hmm. to, you know, come around the second time. I, I don't I don't mind it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, a lot, it was good. Actually. So I'm um, not going to complain. They, they, they <laughs> no. seem to think we're fun to hang out with. So I'm not going to disavow them of that notion. <laughs> I agree. I, I happen to agree with them. And I think that's the fun part. But what happened because of that, so typically Juan and I, we don't really see each other as, as often. Um, but actually, we've been going on a little roll kind of thing. You know, like last Friday, we hung out. We did a little thing. You know, if you I know. Patreon, you, we did a, you saw a the little trip. bit of a snippet. Yeah, we did that. And then Tuesday, we got a chance to hang out. And then there's, you know, maybe possibly another opportunity for us to hang out again in, in the near future. So I think it's maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe. Could wink, happen. Wink. Wait, I'm winking with the wrong eye. Wink, wink. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> Rocket. He's like, am I working with the right one? No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was our Tuesday. It was a, it was a fun time. And of course, uh, that was kind of like, well, the, the field trip on Friday last week kind of fed into what we produced, what we pushed out today. Um, a couple of videos that we pushed out on both on channels. Uh, Juan posted his Which his is why on- we both look totally gassed and exhausted because um, maybe we were uploading and editing we were later than we should have been last night. So like midnight last <laughs> night, Juan's like, yeah, I'm, I feel pretty good about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm just finishing. You have a whole extra video. To- <laughs> I So yeah, I... Um, um, a lot of times with, po- with phones like Pocos and stuff like that, I typically would, unless it's a regional specific, like the TCL stylus, right? That's that, that phone's not going anywhere other than the U.S. market on T-Mobile and Metro right now. I typically will produce a video for both channels, Arabic and English. So, but and I, but I don't dub the videos. I actually produce two separate videos. So recording me, recording my parts take a little bit longer. And as I was chatting with Juan, because I wanted to talk a little bit also about the X4 GT, because that was the other phone coming out. Uh, it was just getting little things in there. So yeah, that's the X4 GT. And I'm, I'm not going to touch the back of this guy. And here is, if we can get it. Yep. Sony loves me today. We got the Poco F4. So this is not the F4 GT. This is the standard, well, the F4, the regular F4 mm-hmm. uh, in all its glory. Uh, runs the 870. The F4 GT. Yes. Let's see. Let's see. Does Panasonic like it? Come on. Listen, Sony, come on. Ah, here I also we have are. The, the bumper on there, so it's really not wanting to focus with the lights reflecting. Yeah, right let me see. Can it. I get the buttons to come out? This yeah, is let's... this is the best audio podcasting we've ever done. It is, because that's how we do it. If you're watching this on the audio <laughs> side, if you're watching this on the audio, yeah. Okay, that's that's how much you know. Yeah, I'm, so I'm Barry's already cutting to, cutting cutting to the chase here. He's like, yes, 8,700 versus 8,100 fight. fight. And you're like, yeah, that's kind of... It's kind of the big deal here. I I, it is. I mean, I'm always I always enjoy getting to spend a little time with a Poco. I think yeah. while we're entertaining conversations from other brands that are trying to create emotional reactions to mid-ranger phones, I don't know of any company that's sustaining as well and mm-hmm. has grown because it's not just okay. like they make one flagship killer and that's their whole identity. It's like the Poco label has actually created a bit of a spectrum of devices but i I don't think anyone not even exactly yeah so i mean like from 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 sort of really more entry level and budget wallet friendly fare all the way up to like some pretty decent gaming like niche that's a niche idea putting shoulder triggers and gaming hardware onto a phone it felt Um, so much like black shark but that's beyond the point i mean but again they've got the parts bin and and that, that that's what i mean is 
as soon as OnePlus started expanding, there was all of this gnashing of teeth of they're losing their way, they're doing too much, they're biting off mm-hmm. more than they can chew. I want my never settle flagship killer. What are they doing? And something about the psychology of how Poco has has expanded, they've managed to avoid that that emotional nerd rage reaction. Mm-hmm. People aren't out there complaining about Poco's adding more phones. They mm-hmm. are complaining about phones like the X4 Pro being a little less powerful than the X3 Pro. Um, but they're not complaining like, oh, because there's an X4 Pro that uses a slightly weaker SoC, uh, that's, you know, that's why they're making too many phones and I'm upset. It's very specific. Like, I wish they were doing this with one kind of phone kinds of conversations. I always think that psychology is interesting. We've allowed Poco to expand in ways that tech reviewers still snidely turn up their nose at the Nord. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't, I still don't get why is it fashionable to build up and then tear down OnePlus as a label because you feel betrayed. But but Poco is doing something very similar, and we're like, yeah, but yeah, that's good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> not, it's a- I'm not trying to tear down Poco because I want to see this kind of success be Translate. sort of celebrated yeah, for, yeah. for a number of labels. Like when a, a company grows, that means you get better products. When OnePlus succeeds and builds better phones, then you get better phones. And and I think it's interesting to see how Xiaomi under this Poco sublabel has been able to deliver that. You mean Poco under the Xiaomi sublabel? That I whatever I said. Put put yeah. the uh, put categories the or, in the, the right place. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'll, I'll be very <laughs> very um, forthcoming in saying that I I am running on three hours of sleep from last night. Um, so yeah, there may be some uh, mix up of words, and if I do, please feel free to call me out. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to deny that part. Right. The um, the approach that I saw for this, which is actually it's kind of weird because because we we got introduced to the F4 GT before we saw the F4, and the F4 GT is obviously running latest specs, eight Gen one, uh, twelve gigs of RAM, two fifty six uh, gigs of storage. I mean, it's built to be a powerhouse for gaming, you know. So when mm-hmm. when I see the GT label in there, I look at it as okay, it's a powerful phone and it's focusing on gaming, and that's why I was kind of also so I got a chance okay. to watch your video, great video as well. Um, on the X4 GT, I noticed that it was, it's a different flavor. The X series is different than the F series. So yeah. how did you feel like, I mean, from, from the spec, from the, uh, from the representation, what you got in there, do you feel like it's a gaming phone? Do you feel like it's no. like, like a good, so I guess I'm wondering. Again, like, I, I am now getting very specific about my niches. Like mm-hmm. I'm wrapping up. I finally wrote wrote out the full finished script for the Moto Edge. Right. I'm not going to sidetrack us. Just I've had the phone for a while. Finally got the folio case. It was time to finish up that video. And yeah, yeah. when you go from a TCL stylus mm-hmm. through a Note 22, uh, a Surface Duo 2, and a-, uh, a Moto Edge Plus, and you're mm-hmm. like, these are four radically different flavors of productivity phones, right? Mm-hmm. This niche actually has a wide spectrum. So when I see gaming phone, I'm increasingly saying, like, there are ga- phones that are good at playing games, and then there yep. are phones that are gaming phones. I would say an Xperia is a crossover. It's, um, it does, yeah. It straddles the line of a content creation platform and a gaming phone platform. It's not quite a gaming phone, but it's very good at playing games. It has a unique um, perspective on, on but, gaming because but, of the but, display but, aspect. I, yeah, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not trying to talk about Sony. I'm just trying to get to this point here. <laughs> the um, 
the X4, the X series yeah. of phones are mainstream daily drivers. I think they're offering the best balance of compromises. Mm-hmm. And what happened with Vivo and their naming kind of happened in the reverse or isn't there? Yeah, kind of in the reverse. So last year for Vivo, their crown jewel phone was an X70 Pro Plus. That's clumsy. That's too many pros and pluses and extras. So now the replacement for the X70 Pro Plus is the X80 Pro, and they simplified it. So this year, the X4 Pro is sort of their mainstream option. It's the best all-round device. Mm -hmm. The X3 Pro had a, a more powerful SoC in it, but the X4 Pro, better speakers, better display, better battery life, and to compromise for the addition of 5G radios, they went with a less expensive SoC. So the replacement for the X3 Pro is the X4 GT. If you want the higher performing spec device, that's where you've Mm got to change the two letters at the end of the phone name and you step up to an X-series phone. But again, it's not one-to-one. Poco is a razor-thin margins kind of manufacturer. So while you get that more powerful SoC, the 5G radio, the super-fast charging, you sacrifice the OLED and you step down to a high refresh rate LCD. So yeah. you you can't again I I I get really pissy with mm-hmm. techies that can only see like the phone name and then they say, "Well, it, this phone name had this specs and this should have had this other." And you're not really grading the phone for what it is. The X4 Pro is not a continuity of the X3 Pro. That is confusing, and I feel Poco should get a little slap on the wrist for using similar names when they're not really comparable products. But there is a tier of X-series device this year that falls in line with what the X3 Pro represented, and that's now what the GT line is representing. It's good at playing games. Mm -hmm. It is not a gaming phone. Why? Well, just like I, I think you would say, like your F4 yeah. is very good at playing games. I'd rather pick up the F4 GT if oh, that, so that no, was going to be the absolutely. primary focus. For if there is a, this is why in, in my video and I got like at the end of mine, I said, look, should you pick up the F4 or the F4 GT? Should you consider one or the other? And don't look at that specification, but also look at the features that you're getting there. The F4 GT is designed to be a gaming phone. It actually aesthetically, the LEDs, the triggers, it's a functional phone that's designed. Uh, the placement of the, the battery connectors um, to the actual motherboard are placed on the separate side of the, bo- of the phone just to dissipate the heat. It's purposely built, um, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely like the, the – I mean, when you think of a gaming phone, this is what it's answering – the F4, I felt like was more like I felt like it was better, well-rounded as far as a general use. Um, the camera on it is definitely better than what I saw on the F4 GT oh, yeah. with the OIS, the main camera. Oh yeah. Is. So there is like it, it's it, there is a focus here on giving you better, uh, you know, imagery. Uh, low light photography with the OIS definitely performed better than I was expecting. Uh, we had a chance to go to the uh, Natural History Museum last Friday, and uh, there's a lot of different places like where we were, you know, we were actually trying to like I, I was comparing it with another phone that I was looking at. 
and <laughs> which I can't talk about yet, but um, sure. the uh, <laughs> continuing run of the story. Anyways, I know <laughs> what you're talking about, but we can't tell them yet. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, so stay tuned for another episode where we will be able to talk about <laughs> something and then say we can't talk about something else because that's how it goes. That's um, how we roll. The performance that, that we got here definitely shows the improvement. Uh, but yeah. I feel like, again, it is, like you said, uh, a, it's a good list of compromises to be able to target the price point of the phone. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. The reason they went with the 870 or the 8100 immediate dimensity is a price point. But I feel like actually in, in to certain scenarios, I feel like the 870 performs better than the HN1 when it comes down to certain gaming and temperatures and yeah. you know heat generation. So to a certain point, I actually enjoyed that it was running in the 870. So that was a nice little you know, refreshing thing. I, I feel like the F3 was such a good balance of mm-hmm. higher performance hardware at a reasonable price point. I, I very much had the expectation the F4 wasn't going to rock the boat. We weren't going to see some radical departure from that. <laughs> and when you have the F4 GT as a standalone option that is much more specifically targeting um, gaming performance, you have a different set of compromises. Again, if you want the better phone, I think the better phone is the F4. Mm-hmm. If you want to play games... You balance some compromises with things like camera tech and yeah. um, and some some of the other phone, e- even just something like I'm sure the F4 is probably mm-hmm. a little bit better splash resistant, being just a regular slab it's phone slab having phone. magnetic pop up triggers absolutely compromises where Poco is isn't even going to bother trying to put a water resistance oh, or ingress protection rating on that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's. It 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 uh, there's a there's many companies. I mean, even OnePlus does this, right? They'll release a phone on their own label. Well, I mean, it's always their label, but I meant to say, like, if they're selling it on the, by themselves, and they won't put an ingress, uh, you know, IP rating on it, but then T-Mobile oh, acquires it. So, but but I mean, like, just yeah. the practicality. The the F four is a regular slab slab screen phone. Yeah. yeah. So it's even if it doesn't have, because I don't think Poco has put IP ratings on any of their devices either. But just the fact that it's a straight slab. There yeah, is yeah. less opportunity to get moisture into that phone with a splash or a spill than yeah, having a phone with slide out switches and triggers and moving parts. Again, you would never assume that a Red Magic is in any way, shape, or form water or dust resistant. And <laughs> kind like of the same for yeah, yeah. That, yeah, just dunk it in a bucket of water. <laughs> you get you get <laughs> for a second, and then yeah. I mean, again, you can water cool that thing once. <laughs> <laughs> once i remember so, uh, uh, yeah yeah go ahead oh no i was just gonna say i mean kind of taking it back to this um i i i i understand why people get into brands and labels and and yeah. i absolutely feel um companies haven't always done the best job of fulfilling expectations you know it's like I'm really glad that LG called their last mid-ranger phone the Velvet. Like, they gave it a name instead of trying to call it, like, a G9 Lite or something like that. You know, they totally could have piggybacked on oh, absolutely. the yeah, yeah, name yeah. of their established brand. Um, and I think that actually kind of hurt the Pixel a little bit when we went from Pixel 4 being a true premium tier phone to Pixel 5 being a nicer mid-ranger at, at a, mm-hmm. what I felt was an appropriate price for the Pixel 5. But oh, you, could, you couldn't you could get techies over the hurdle of, 
but one Pixel 4 is more expensive, and this is called a Pixel 5, and is it a flagship? And you're like, you could just shut up. I mean, you're <laughs> so destructive to this conversation. Um, so when I had a whole bunch of people drama, in my comments... Really just building the drama. I mean, if you really think about it... But what day, drama? They, they lo- it's a Pixel! No, no, they, what I meant to it's, say is they're, they build up a, a fictitious drama narrative. Yeah, oh so yeah, that, that I believe. They're just ginning up a controversy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, so, exactly. So I, I understood the people who saw the X3, and the X3 had a Snapdragon 860, which is basically an 855+. plus. That is an awesome SOC. I totally get yeah. it. That was a good phone. Um, so I understand why people might have been upset that the X4 Pro had a much lower tier performing SOC, uh, a much more mid-range spec Cross. SOC. Yeah, yeah. But you were also looking at balancing costs for a 5G radio mm-hmm. and including, I mean, this is a step up in the overall multimedia experience if you care about yep. things like screen quality. And and that's where I feel like you're not really judging the products on their merits. You're just complaining about the label and the price. And that to me is like where we fall into this trap of like every time we've 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 been in conversations and you're like, well, I don't think ZTE can charge that much for a phone. And you're like, well, what are you talking about? The Axon is like a powerhouse device with a crazy screen and an under display camera and the largest camera sensors on any phone to date with fast charging. Yeah, but you sh- you, you can't charge as much as a Samsung. It's a hundred dollars cheaper than a Samsung. Oh, I know, but they should they should charge even less. So it has nothing to do with the performance of the phone. It has nothing to do with the hardware or the specs or the capabilities or anything. Your only concern is the letters ZTE equals lower price tag. And it already has a lower price tag. And you still can't quantify why that should be lower. And I felt like so many people were harping on the X4 Pro because it was the same Pro name as the X3. But here, now we've actually got the replacement phone for it. I just think Xiaomi, or Poco, I should say, has yeah. done a really bad job of setting consumer expectations. If you're a techie, though, you should be above what the label says, and you should be looking at the, the product itself, what Next it can do, exactly, and, and then seeing, like, well, how much does it cost? Oh, you know what? That's cheaper than the X3 was. Okay, that makes sense. I'm I'm getting a better screen and a lower tier processor and a 5G radio, but it was a less expensive launch than the X3. Because I think it's the X4 it's, it, GT. $320 or something. I mean, these things are so two, stupid cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the X4 and, GT and so when we when we look at the higher end, yeah. I mean, look, look at the crazy spread of phones that that Poco has now. We've got the C series, the M series, the X series, and the F series, and yeah. and like that that isn't just four phones. You've got numerous. You've got numerous M series phones. You've got numerous, numerous X series phones. You've got F-series, numerous yep. F series phones. And the C series is. I don't know. Have they done C series before? I genuinely. I don't. So I honestly, can't this remember. Was a, this was a surprise um, that showed up, and it's a budget phone. It's a C series. It's it's a it's a good content consumption phone you could watch movies on this for for days it has a six thousand milliampere battery with the yeah. largest display that they they gone on it and the reality is it's one of those things you could just just that's what you appreciate about it it's really meant for that the cameras are not going to be you know, blowing anybody out actually they're basically just okay cameras 13 megapixel camera 1080p video is just not going to blow anybody out but the big thing about it is 
Um, and they're also using a proprietary. Uh, I, I couldn't figure out. Was it a proprietary SOC or is it? Um, oh no, there's it's it's a company. Th- this is a company I'm not very familiar with. I can't okay. remember what the the name of the, it could, yeah. the fab is, but they make SOCs. It's not an in-house. Uh, the build is actually pretty decent. They have a fingerprint sensor right in the back. Like literally, they brought the back fingerprint sensor. Mm-hmm. I'm having LG flashbacks here. Uh, camera mm-hmm. array in the back. Like I said, it looks like it has four cameras, but in reality, it only uses one. Um, and then, of course, <laughs> uh, you, you, come on. For the price for under 200 bucks, you really have to kind of set the expectation. This is a phone that you know you can just sit there and watch. And like literally, they, they rated it to run 20 I'm, hours of content consumption. I'm, I'm actually really excited about that phone because if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the SOC, but I think it's a it's an octa-core of A55 yeah, cores. It is, yeah, so it, it's it, basically it, just eight of the little cores that usually go into our phones. Mm-hmm. Those little cores are usually what we see excuse me, are usually what we see in like 4K streaming sticks, right? Like a Chromecast 4K or Chromecast yeah. with Google or TV an Am- yeah, or an is, is a quad core of A55s. So yeah. that's actually a good amount of compute power. If you're streaming and, and broadcasting 4K video, um, you can play some pretty low-level games. Like I was playing Xenowork on the mm-hmm. Chromecast. I mean, like that's not a bad game. So it's if a- you pair ultra low power a55 cores but you give us eight of them to kind of keep up with some multitasking and then you give that thing in a six thousand milliamp hour battery um that that's that has to be the battery champ of the year i can't imagine any phone on the planet even even scratching absolutely even even coming close but so but this is the things that kind of get me a little bit um when i start looking at the way the ranges of features that we get. Okay. So we're going to get to the 8,400, the 8,100 versus the 870. I just, what I, what I love about when I see devices and companies put features that I would love to see on flagships on mid rangers, you know, expandable storage, headphone jacks, but 6,000 milliampere batteries. Those are the, those are the features I would love to see on larger phones. Uh, both the X4, uh, sorry, the F4 and the X4 GT, as well as um, the F4 G, uh, the F4 as well. They're all running sub 500, uh, 5,000 milliampere batteries. Mm-hmm. Like it's a weird, I, I felt like we've almost standardized 5,000. I'm not trying to pick on them. All of them obviously feature a different thing. The GT, uh, the F4 GT features 120 watt charger, crazy fast. But I'm assuming that's one of the reasons why the battery is only 4700. Um, and I think the F4 and the F, uh, the X4 GT both are 67 watts. I think that's what you. That's what I started texting Juan right. last night. I was like, "What's the charging speed on the X4?" Well, the X the X4 GT was interesting because it actually has just a sliver higher than a 5000. It's 5080. Oh, okay. okay. Which is just odd. It's a, that, again, it's it's like Sh- Xiaomi and Poco, they have a parts bin and mm-hmm. they've arrived. So we need to sell this phone and fit these criteria at this price point. And what else can we put in it? Do we have any room? We do. We've got room for an additional 80 milliamp hours of battery capacity. Cool. Staple it in there. I mean, it's it's so funny, like where they make these decisions. I, and, I would. And, and I would almost bet say that they have a system that says, "Look, we need to sell the phone for three hundred bucks. Show me the parts that I need that will qualify me to get this combination going." There has to be an algorithmic process, and that's how yeah, it's a phone. It. It's a phone built by algorithms, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally, be, totally because the gaming phone with the much thirstier SOC 
the the F4 GT has the mm-hmm. 4700 milliamp hour battery. Yeah. It's the less the high performance but less gaming centric device has the 5080 milliamp hour battery. And, and again, my you, F4 you, has 40. You have such a, a hard time mm-hmm. balancing your consumer expectations. Like if I buy an F phone, shouldn't that be the best of what Poco has to offer? And you're like, in terms of one flavor of performance for gaming, yeah. Yep, that's the GT. But if you wanted, uh, you know, like better battery life, well, no, you would not get this phone. You would step down a tier to an X series. Or go all the way down to a C series. You know, it's like it's again. It's like you've got to be very specific about what features are mission Important. critical. Yeah, and and then you have to just say, well, then I guess I'm okay with these other compromises yeah. in other places. Like, I guess I don't need the OLED. I can go with the nice LCD, but I've got the better performing SOC and I've got you know crazy better battery life. But my battery charging is only half as fast. I mean, again, it's like you've got a s- flow chart. <laughs> it's like you need oh, yeah. one of those question they, diagrams they give, they, they give us to make 8, it all the 6, way through. battery, but they also marry that with an 18 watt charger. So you also have to kind of understand. It takes the, three days to charge so yeah. that you can spend three days off the charger. But it'll last you three days. No. Uh, so, okay. So let's, let's to kind of bring it back real quick. Cause I feel like it's, it's, it's a good thing to kind of cover the 8,100 is something that we, we both haven't had a lot of time to spend with. I think this was, this is your first 8,100 device. Uh, for yeah. media tech for the Dimensity 8100. I had an opportunity to play one, but mine came in a form of a Naruto phone. That's the only 8100 mm-hmm. that I got. So um, for me, the 8100 is a very good competitor that fits right between the 865 and the 870. I feel like it, it it's like in that right margin of where the performance, the bang for the buck. And I think that's where media tech is trying to uh, wedge it in there. Um, what I saw the difference is this is the first time I've seen, you know, Poco release two phones that are somewhat similar to a certain point. They're they like cousins, yeah. but with a very, like you said, purpose direction that they're trying to shoot for. The F4 that I got with the 870, I felt like was very, I mean, it was powerful enough to run everything. As you can imagine, the 870 is an 865 plus plus. And even though we may say that's a mm-hmm. two, maybe it technically it came out. It's in going on three years. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, they're definitely stretching it. I know that the 870 is on, you know, it, to a certain point, it's something that you have to appreciate what it is. But it's it's the last of the seven nanometers architecture that we had with uh, with the 865 series, the 5G technology that's in there, capable processor, ca- you know, you're able to shoot 4K, 60 frames per second. Uh, it's strong enough that it can actually handle everything that you want, even if you want to start creating content, editing, rendering. It's that type of um, horsepower that you get there. And what I saw there is something that actually was refreshing. I liked it. I liked it a little bit more for daily activities in the GT. Um, I haven't had a chance to play with the X4 GT, so I don't really have a lot of experience there. But from watching your video, I noticed that certain titles actually that we've seen in the past struggle on Xiaomi phones or even Poco phones were actually running better on the 8100, which was crazy for me. Significantly outperforming. Like, Um, Undead Horde, for some reason, like, what in the... (laughs) Like, seriously... that that that's that's exactly what I've been hoping for in terms of competition. I think if yeah. you really kind of dig into techies and try to measure out like what is it that you want, what is it that you need? I don't know of too many people that are sitting there saying like I want an arbitrary 15% bump in CPU performance at the expense of like 30% of my battery life. 
Yeah. Like no, that's no. not that's not something that people say. And from I mean, you can take it back to my Monday morning podcasts right around the time mm-hmm. that we were starting to get news about the A eighty eight. You were seeing some of those initial like Anantech graphs and charts from ARM reference designs, and you're like, mm-hmm. there there's this graph, and you show me how you can climb higher in terms of performance. But boy, howdy, does that seem to come with a big penalty for battery. But if you could give me the same performance as the 865, but make it more efficient, I think that would be that would make people a lot happier. You'd get the improvements to the ISP, to the camera and imaging performance, like all of the little MPUs and AI hardware, give those yeah, yeah. A, a bit of a spruce up. But the pure CPU, GPU components give us the same tier of performance at a power savings, and then you can kind of play with the thermals a little when necessary. But this whole like experiment with X1 core, mm-hmm. I feel needs like another generation of refinement before we can start getting it on track. And yet here we've got, um, the 870 is still revered as the best balance of high performance and thermals. And the 8100 takes that same idea and gives yep. it a die shrink. It'll so, so when we're when we're looking at like what actually goes on with the phone, you can throw. I threw the X4, uh, the X4 GT through mm-hmm. Geekbench, and the mm-hmm. scores look about the same and often worse than most of the 865 and 870 phones that I've reviewed. It, uh, so like, from what I saw in the looks, video, yeah, it, it's in the nothing looks exceptional. Not, well, none of them really. Like I mean, the whatever. reality, the, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's a number on on paper. But but same, um, no, no, no. But same thing with the GPU scores. So again, we have gone through three years of reviewers using N22 and Geekbench as like the sole number that we're going to quantify and and rank this phone performance. Yep. If I put Bright Ridge. On a Snapdragon 888, Bright Ridge mm-hmm. is a little fantasy exploration game. But the cool thing about Bright Ridge is it has very PC-like graphic settings, yeah, and you just turn everything up, like draw distance and trees and foliage and water and... reflectivity and shadow. Mm-hmm. And 888 struggles, but it can, but it struggles to keep that phone running above 50 frames per second. On an 8100. I was pinned and rarely fell below 60. Now, the Geekbench scores on an A88 look so much better. 10 and 15% improvements. And wow, isn't this incredible? And you're like, I'm comparing this against an 870. Those same graphic settings on an 870, that phone's going to struggle to stay around above 45 frames mm-hmm. per second. So I'm doing 15 frames per second faster on the same tier of SOC, and that's what we get from a die shrink. Mm-hmm. It's the same style cores, it's the same style GPU. Generationally, the 8100 is built to resemble the Snapdragon 870 yeah. a lot. No, no, absolutely. But that refinements to the manufacturing and fabrication and that die shrink give us capabilities to push that, that hardware. I mean, and, and again, depending on the title... Thirty percent more performance in in a straight showdown. That yeah, yeah. is remarkable, and the phone isn't draining the battery any faster and doing a pretty hefty graphical presentation of that game. I would say Qualcomm's ISP, their image processing, that's still a generation ahead. Um, mm-hmm. Where I ran into issues with the eighty one hundred was on like four K video rendering. 
Okay. An 870 could easily outpace the 8100 in both Power Director and Kinemaster, but in some really surprising ways, like especially CPU-bound tasks and in a number of games where I wasn't expecting it, um, the 8100 ran away. I mean, it's like... On a phone that, again, this is an SoC that's really built and it's designed for for mid-ranger phones. This is not a Mm -hmm. premium tier chipset. Oh, absolutely. It's it's nipping at the heels of of 888s and 8 Gen 1s. And and like, this is exactly the kind of competition that I think we've been thirsty for. Mm -hmm. We get better performance at a reasonable power draw with a great balance for thermals, long sustained performance. It's going to lose fights against mm-hmm. phones that cost twice as much, but it's not going to lose fights by much. <laughs> Those phones cost twice as much. You, so well, again, kind of, I, yeah, I, I, get, I get real excited about that. You have to factor how much money you paid for the phone and how much the performance you're getting. It's like that margin where you start saying, it's like, you know, is it really that much better to pay 30000 or $20,000 more and only get maybe a second shaved off on the uh, on the 0 to 60? Yeah. It, it, it's the reality at the end of the day, you have to really make that calculation. And it's not a flex situation, right? You don't have to say I'm flexing with an 870 or I'm doing with an 8 Gen 1 or I'm running the 888. Get the device or get the SOC that does the best for you and also fits your within your budget. Both the F4 and the X4 GT, I think, answer that in a specific, in a very specific manner. And I think that's yeah. what the main thing you have to look at. And I, really why you need to do a little bit of research. Um, when companies do release multiple phones, especially with Xiaomi and Poco, they're really kind of their differentiations between each device is it's almost slim. Like the Redmi line of devices from Xiaomi, you could definitely see they sliced that 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 differentiation between mm-hmm. one version to another, down to one being a pro as opposed to a standard, and one having five G right. and one not having. And, it. and none of those labels mean anything anymore. No, I've and, been through no, no, so no, many. M three, M three Pro, M four, M four Pro, M four Pro five G, M four five G. Like I just, it's not. It doesn't mean anything anymore. What you need to really kind of start seeing is the benefit of seeing uh, what MediaTek is trying to bring into the market. This is this is really where I get excited where MediaTek comes in. MediaTek with the with the, with the original announcement of Dimensity uh, SOCs a couple of years ago, back in 2019, we started to see them stepping up to the flagship experience, and we started to see you know with the Dimensity 1000, the 1200, um, we saw the mm-hmm. 8000, the 8100 that we're getting a chance to play around with right now. And I'm really excited to start seeing them coming out to more markets outside of the Asian market because the the 9000 is still, for the most part, locked into Asia. We cannot find yeah. this anywhere outside of the uh, outside of Asia. Uh, and even though I had a version that I got a chance to work with Oppo, I could not get them to send me a 9000. They were pretty pretty adamant. They're like, nope, this is meant for China. There's no reason to send it outside of China. And and you're like, uh, you're wrong. Give me the damn yeah, phone. Just send me the phone. You reached I, through I, the I, phone and you <laughs> shook them until they the the 9000 fell out of their pocket like and then you grabbed it and ran there. away squealing uh, absolutely i hung up right there it's exactly um, how that went down and they never called back but that's how it goes uh so <laughs> what, what i mean to say is when we start looking at the, at the two they're really very close the 870 and the 8100 it's going to end up being something like a specific feature specific performance well, th- this is where we need more reviewers because we can't you know tk and i try and talk about this stuff and we try to cover it reasonably but like this is where we need any other phone reviewers to start tackling this stuff like mm-hmm. Gamers Nexus or Hardware Unboxed. Yeah, yeah. I, I have to be very specific about what tests I'm running on phones and the comparable performance. 
like you were saying, some of my all-time favorite arcade twin-stick games on Android cannot play on Xiaomi phones. It, it's doesn't weird, matter. It's 870, of, 888, yeah. 8 Gen 1. There is something going on with how Xiaomi is, is handling the GPU performance on those phones. Tesla versus Lovecraft, Tesla Force, Neon Chrome, Undead Horde. They immediately turn into slideshows. I get a spike of performance. I can I can demonstrate. I've shown the graphs on on camera. You get a spike of performance to like a hundred frames per second, and like thirty seconds into gameplay, it is crashing down to like twenty, and and in ways where you can see the hard lock of mm-hmm. of characters on your screen just freeze, and then skipping ahead a quarter of a second later, which means your character is dying. Yeah. Um, the only Xiaomi phone from Mi 11, uh, Mi 11 Ultra, and any any of the newer Xiaomi 12s, the Pocos, the only phone that has been able to tackle these games has been the Dimensity. So I don't know what it is that they're doing, like why that's different or what software might be getting into the way or what optimization. There's maybe some kind of game optimization service like Samsung mm-hmm. style that yeah. is looking at the performance or the GPU draw and it's not a problem on this 8100 and it has been a problem since the Snapdragon 870. I don't know. I'm grossly speculating. But I, I can show you, like if you're going to go head-to-head with an 870, the dimensity is going to be better for CPU compute. It's going to be mm-hmm. better for things like file compression. It It's hanging with 8 Gen 1s for my batch photo processing in oh, ways okay. that the 870 will fall behind. But then the 870 takes the lead and just curb stomps it for video rendering. So, I mean, it's like if you don't have someone who's saying like, hey, what is it that you do on your phone? If you're looking at these kinds of games this is the kind of phone you want to shop. Are you looking at these kinds of tasks and office and document work? Then you might want to look at this kind of a phone. It's like, if we don't start compiling that data in the same way that we test laptops and desktops, mm-hmm. you really cannot predict what an SOC from a manufacturer is going to do in a phone. It, the GPU issues that I have in a Xiaomi completely are not replicated on a Vivo or on a OnePlus. But then well, again, yeah. a Vivo or a OnePlus won't play other games to the same tier as my Pixel will. You know, if I'm yep. looking at Titan Quest or Dead Cells, I mean, my Pixel 5 can outperform my OnePlus 10 in Dead Cells. Like, if I just want 90, 90 frames per second. Well, yeah, well, OnePlus okay. very aggressive game modern. Again, but yeah, you, can't, you cannot glean any of that. If you've got some chucklehead out there going, but it's got the bigger Antutu number, means nothing. It completely does not reflect any. I mean, and I've gone through, like I've seen, there can be, you know, like a five to eight percent spread in Mm -hmm. in numerous runs of Geekbench. Two phones, similar components, same RAM, different manufacturers. Okay, this one is generally outperforming for Geekbench, and Mm -hmm. then. All of these individual real-world apps and tasks, it's a complete crapshoot. It has nothing to do with any trend that we can derive from a synthetic benchmark. So, so until other people want to step up and say, like, hey, I've got this phone and I've done these things on it. I've timed the completion of these tasks mm-hmm. and I've tried to replicate that consistently, then it's, it's totally up in the air. You, you, it, it's completely unpredictable. 
And even when I'm going through these kinds of tasks that I can time and complete, I still can't tell you for the apps and services that you use because I can't time and test those. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that operating environment is unique to the user until we get more people out there contributing data. Exactly. And, and it is. Not everybody uses their phones the exact same way. And de- depending on the needs and the uses of what they want, they really, like I said, just look at what your device is intended to do and then shop for that type of device that does it well. Don't don't go by the label. Go by the function and, and obviously the price point because that's going to also be a big factor into what you're looking for. Um, and this is where the 8100 kind of surprises me. Also with, you know, better codec support, um, just um, overall, uh, like you said. Did you try draw. doing a Navy one test? No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, I mean, so I don't have. I, you mean on the uh, on the uh, on the uh, Naruto phone? You mean? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. No. You didn't try? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't okay, I've, I've got I've got a Blu-ray rip of of Alien. Yeah, in AV one. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not play on my twenty eighty Ti. <laughs> I've got a I've got a Threadripper with a twenty eighty Ti, and this video can't even scrub the VLC timeline. That sucks. <laughs> I know people have had better support with AV1 on on the, the RTX 20 series. RTX 20 series GPUs don't have native hardware decoding for AV1. AV1 is the new codec that's going to be coming out. Netflix is already steaming ahead with um, transcoding their library. It's, it's supposed to offer even better image quality in a smaller container. But, of course, that's much more processor-intensive. It takes more horsepower until we get that native support. Just like we went through H.264 and HEVC, once we get more native decoding support for these types of codecs, then then it becomes easy. But in the transition, you leave a lot of people in the lurch if you only have one flavor of it. So the Netflix catalog is going to be a mess for the next three years. The the Dimensity 8100 mm-hmm. on a roughly four to $450 phone is playing this 4K AV1 rip of Alien, and it only twitches when you scrub the timeline dramatically. Like, okay. I'm not skipping ahead 10 seconds, like trying to jump immediately to the middle of the movie, and it's it takes a while have, yeah, it's not able for the phone to recover. Yeah, it's a jump. Once it starts playing, it's like butter. I I've see. got an yeah. 8 Gen 1, I've got a couple of 8 Gen 1s in front of me, that you play the same video and it plays fine and then it kind of hitches and it stops and then it recovers and it plays fine and then it kind of tweet and and then it and then it kind of plays fine it 450 I mean again I I can't MediaTek is making so many smart decisions mm-hmm. I I I like what we can do with Qualcomm Qualcomm has joined the audio conversation in a really big way this it's year, shocking sure. to me that they have not included well, last like year better video codec support from the A88 on. You know, like AV1 is going to be the future. If you pick up an 8 Gen 1 powered phone today, you are in that two to three year timeline where the Netflix catalog is going to be rolling over to AV1, which is going to reduce your streaming bandwidth when you watch Netflix. It's going to be less data intensive on your caps if you have data caps in place. That's a good benefit to have. And here, if you buy your phone today and it's a Qualcomm-powered phone, you're not going to be on that AV1 train. So again, it's just so interesting to me when you look at like what is the timeline consumers are trying to hold on to their phones for and MediaTek is making some decisions on this that I think are actually better 
future-facing product decisions. Do you get a huge benefit out of AV1 today? No. Mm-hmm. Don't most people hold onto their phones for at least two years? Yeah. Yes. So put it in there. <laughs> License well, the technology and include it for AV1, your consumers. If are they not are they not doing the AV1 actually? Uh, not even just the eighty one hundred. They've been supporting it with. I want to say the twelve hundred and the nine thousand. It's not. It's not just the eighty one hundred. I so they support it. No, no, no. So say, we knew they were the going to the flagship. Sure. We yeah, we yeah. we were in. I actually asked. We were in the um the the MediaTek brief together. So when the nine thousand launched and they had some notes on the eighty one hundred, I asked specifically because they mentioned they were so proud. Nine thousand. It's coming out. It's got AV one support. Awesome. And oh, we also have this eighty one hundred, this this eight thousand dimension. Eight thousand eighty one, yeah, the eighty one. And you're like, hey, right is is that also going to carry some of the same stuff? And they were like, oh yeah, for sure. Like NBD, yeah, we're totally going to do it. So now I've got the phone in my, a phone in my hand that has this, and you're like, yeah, that is actually, it's so small, it's subtle. Does this radically change your Netflix experience? No, maybe it's only going to save you like five percent on your, your data caps and your and your streaming and, and whatever concerns you might have. But you know what? In, in an economy where we do everything online and you have a data cap and you're streaming high-quality video, an extra 5%, every little bit's going to help. And that, to me, is, is like that is a forward-thinking product offering, and it's more in line with what I think consumers are going to care about. As I stream more video from these types of devices and I stream in higher quality it matters to me that my data actually goes down for mm-hmm. a good quality image when I'm watching this stuff. So I want to share this real quick screen with uh, with everybody here. This is, uh, ah, okay, of course, impossible to read, but uh, kind of like just re- roughly referencing what uh, Juan was talking. So they did actually, and this is MediaTek has announced it enabled the video YouTube streaming using the cutting edge AV1 video codec for the Media Dimensity 1000 series. So it is going oh, down to the wow. 1000 so they didn't that back. Yep, and so the Dimensity 1000, the 1100, the 1200, those are all getting it um, up to 4K 60 frames per second, uh, which was an improvement in compression rate efficiency. AV1 gives users incredible uh, visual quality and smoother video experience while using less data, which is exactly what what Juan's pointing out to. Because uh, I remember seeing it somewhere where it did say that it went down back to the 1000. Because I, I, I remember the conversation, absolutely. I, and I, I don't think it was... You know what? I'm going to have to pull out that T-Mobile um, Velvet. The Velvet. Because that had that weird offshoot Dimensity 1000C. And it was okay, sort of so a detuned Dimensity. Yeah, I wonder, because I don't think that would have included it. But again, I wasn't even testing AV1 two right. years ago, so I don't even know. The, the, the 1100 and the 1200 had a very wide... Um, specialization edition i would say you know vivo had a version of the 1200 everybody yeah. everybody their mom had the version of the 1200 um but yeah though no, i mean definitely it's it's something that they've i think it, it makes perfect sense to bring it to mid-range and flagship type of experience for their socs i mean obviously the g series is going to be different the g96 and g90 i don't think they even mentioned that they're going yeah. with av1 on those but this is why I'm excited. This is why I'm excited to see where MediaTek is able to go. We've had a couple of years now under the hood with them to be not only offering processors, offering uh, you know different series of uh, devices. We've seen many, many devices thrive with the 1200, uh, the Dimensity 1200. And that was very exciting to see. And, and that's why I'm really excited for the 8100. And I want to see more of it. Um, and available more, you know, it'd be at Europe and at some point it'll come to the US, probably in a, in a Nord or, yeah. you know, or some sort of or Motorola or something like that. 
Um, but just just as how we're getting excited for things in the laptop space, you know, the fight mm-hmm. between Intel and AMD and Apple and the M1, and then mm-hmm. eventually I think we're going to see Qualcomm come in pretty strong. You know, when we talk about, like, the big cores in phones, it, it, to me it makes a lot more sense that type of core design uh, going to tablets and laptops. Like, yeah. a surface design product with, like, these these Cortex-X1 cores, to me, seems like a more appropriate use of that kind of power performance or performance per watt kind of curve especially when yeah. you can put bigger batteries into i was about to say but you also have a, a lar- larger surface area better heat dissipation yeah you won't have to rely as much on heat to uh, try sure. to drive some heat for the display there's there's a whole bunch of different uh, aesthetics or functional uh, you know design uh, you know things yeah. that they could do they have more space let's just say that but, but more... just as we're getting excited for this kind of laptop and mobility computing renaissance because i think i think actually laptops are in this sort of an amazing golden age right now of, mm-hmm. of good competition, new features, innovative, uh, innovative features, better performance. I, I really hope more phone techies are going to get more interested in the SOC design. Yeah. Like In front of us right now, we've got this hodgepodge of different core configurations, different coprocessors, and different GPUs. Like, TK, and sitting in front of you is a phone that's ultra-low power with an octa-core CPU. Octa-core mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything, right? What, what matters is what are those eight cores? Are they exactly. four big, four little? Are they two big, two medium, four small? Are they one really big, mm-hmm. three kind of big, four little? I mean, if we're not paying attention to that again i'm we've got 26 people watching this stream right now according to Streamyard. i'm talking to the techies right <laughs> i don't expect your great aunt to care at all what the cpu core configuration of her phone resembles but if we want to make a better re- purchasing recommendation for our great aunts who have specific needs and have mm-hmm. devices and have a budget and they want to get the best bang for their buck it's on us to know. Yeah. Well, she said battery life, battery life, battery life, and she's doing the bare minimum basics on phone calls and texting and email. Well, you know, an octa-core of ultra-low-power CPU cores with a giant battery seems to make a lot more sense to me than trying to give her a mid-ranger with, like, a three-big, one-ultra-big, four-little core configuration. And when we can really listen to people and and listen to what they do and listen to what they want, if we know what these things are really capable of and we understand what what this hardware is built to do, Mm -hmm. I think we become significantly more effective at being good good tech neighbors. Like, we become much better resources for helping people out. Uh, Yeah, no, no. And I think the other thing that I always hoped with, though, is the, the way the marketing is put up there. Because like I said... We, the way we read the specifications, if somebody goes into the store and they're looking at, you know, the C40 and, and they're basically they see octa-core. So that's, I think, the big keywords that are putting in there. Yeah, you need to be able to peel the onion a little bit more. Like, right. You know, what yeah. What, you mean what like a octa- Snapdragon 810? Wasn't that a great octa-core? <laughs> Wouldn't be so uh, excited? Ooh, it's got easy, eight cores. I was going to say, it was so the easy excited. bake oven of the, of the 800 series. Uh, <laughs> I, I still remember the 810. I really missed the 810 because it was... Um, Qualcomm tried profusely to try to manage it. Google pushed updates after update after update after update. And I think at some point they kind of just stopped and it was just hard. 
Um, you know, it was a Huawei collaboration too during that year because that that Huawei built their uh, their Pixel, um, and I remember it because we were at the uh, the Android barbecue, the big Android barbecue back in Texas. Uh, where uh, <laughs> I never made it to one of those. I always wanted I, to go. I made it twice, and it was the most fun yeah. ever. Like between that one and uh, DefCon in uh, in the UK, those like you know specific Android development, Android uh, community building, and Android just general Android kind of um, conferences are, are always exciting because you get to see so many different people, so many people working at different parts, at different levels of uh, you know the SO, uh, not the SOC but like the development of the actual software and pushing mm-hmm. it and what what um what companies do with Android because Android on, on its own, as you know, it, it's not just what we see on phones. There are people that utilize Android to deploy systems, uh, you know, either be a tablet, yeah. PCs. There's a whole bunch of things that Android exists in, but again, those are the things like, so the barbecue was really fun because we got a chance to see, you know, we'd have people from Google coming in. We had uh cyanogen mob back in the day. It used to be the rock star of the Android barbecue. They show up and everybody like, yeah, let's go. Um, and they were right at the time. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to make it sound like they're not. At the time, they were. Um, but it was also like, you know, Oppo would come in there. HTC, Sony would come in there. Uh, you'd see all these little NNT Mobile would come in there with some, and Samsung comes in. And you have all these different companies to work with and check out. So yeah. it's 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 fun. We don't have a lot of those. CES doesn't come <laughs> close. <laughs> no. I, uh, no. And, uh, you know, but at MWC, I think, no, even MWC still doesn't. There are really very few. DEFCON, well, I, I kind of feel I kind of feel like the 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 hardcore, the diehard tinkering crowd went on to other product projects. Yeah. You know, like I, I know a good number of friends who went on to just really dig in deep on 3D printing um, mm-hmm. Raspberry Pi. You know, tweaking yeah. and configuring small form factor builds. Someone just went back to like PC builds. Mm-hmm. You know, like those 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 like that crew of from from like wind from the from the death of Windows Mobile to the beginning of Android, where we were constantly flashing ROMs. Um, for me, it was all about collecting cab files and and digging into like phone registries and stuff. Um, yeah, just- I, I kind of feel like that that kind of enthusiasm has ebbed significantly on Android, even though there's still a good. There's still a good community there, but the, uh, you know, what, what I'm talking about though is, is, is also just rekindling some of the curiosity, mm-hmm. you know, like Michael Peppertech is making the same joke that I was, you know, a Helio P35 is an eight core SOC, octa core means nothing, okay. you know, like number of, it's like number of megapixels tells you nothing about how a camera is going to perform. But you've got so many techies that are so hyped up on just what the big number is. Yeah. It tells you nothing about what kind of camera and what it can do. Number of cores tells you nothing unless you know what that core configuration looks like. So it, it, it's, it's to me, it's when the 8100 drops, I've got it in my hand. I'm playing with it. It is exceeding all of my expectations. It's exactly what I hoped it would be. And it's mm-hmm. better than I hoped it would be. Um, that to me is like, I, this is what we should be excited about. You, you, yeah. you don't want to talk about phones getting boring. Let's talk about refining and improving and giving us better capabilities at lower prices, democratizing performance in, in people's hands where they don't have to break the bank. It's not as uncomfortable to, to buy and pick this stuff up. This stuff up. Yeah. And if we, can't, if we can't make that a good story, then what are we doing as techies? Like, why, why bother? You know, the, the, what, what's the point? 
because to me, this is so clear. It's so apparent, and it's good competition. And whenever is, we get yep. good competition, we get better products. And I think that's why I'm excited for both. I'm excited actually for the for both the X4 GT and the F4. Both provide us. Uh, they're both well rounded. They both will give you a different experience, slightly different, but definitely fit. fit well, they feature the best of what I feel like Qualcomm has to offer in 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 this you know rough price price range, performance as well, and also what MediaTek is trying to bring in with the 80, with the eight thousand series, the eighty one hundred. Now, obviously, it's not a nine thousand. It's we're not saying that it is, but essentially, it's it's punching above its weight limit in many many ways. And I think I, I want to see more devices like that. Um, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to see the comment that you put up there. Oh no no no! I mean again, I just as this is we're kind of going through. I like to just kind of pull things up that that mm-hmm. kind of piggyback. We don't. I, it's not that I don't want to read your comments out loud. It's that I want to acknowledge that a part of this conversation is being guided by the fact that you guys are dropping these comments. Um, yes, but Farhan yes. was talking about apparently there's going to be sort of a different core configuration for the HN2, and um, I okay. again. I I feel so so far Han saying like it could be a big core plus two big cores. Two, I mean two, it would be one three. really big core plus two big cores plus cores. two medium cores plus three little cores. So instead of having a quad core little cores, it would be a trio, trio. of little cores to make more room for an even bigger um, X one. Yeah, the 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 thing that I think we've I've learned. For the for the um, for the eight Gen two, so mm-hmm. whatever uh, your big X one Mark three or X three, I don't know what they'll call it. What 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 the X one what I what I what I think we have plenty of room to and and someone else asked and I apologize because it's farther up in the comment chain, but someone else asked if was ARM as the the company that makes these reference designs, were they wrong on this tactic of the X1 core? And I don't think mm-hmm. they were wrong so much as I think we bit off more than we could chew. And I think we thought, I think we thought that um, a die shrink was going to balance out the realities of how much power these things would consume. It's yeah. definitely been, I feel, a common talking point for the A88 and the 8 Gen 1 as fabbed under Samsung. These mm-hmm. things get really thirsty and they run warm. I don't think that's a controversial statement. I think a lot of phone enthusiasts would would, would agree with that assessment. Oh, yeah. It, but, I mean, even Qualcomm announced it. I mean, it was part of the conversation. But yeah. Well, Qualcomm didn't. As, as far as Qualcomm is concerned, they built a product to a spec, and it's up to the manufacturers to fulfill that spec. But but in, in yes, using yes, other right. other right, right. ideas, I, I feel like there's, there's still plenty of room to compete. Mm-hmm. Because I pick up a Tensor, and I sacrifice a synthetic benchmark score for the bestest multi-core performance. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that is a very solidly performing phone that feels like a premium tier device. It doesn't sacrifice performance in any meaningful way that consumers would ever be able to notice and manages some brutally efficient um, imaging performance when you take like those crazy HDR burst photos that that Google likes to process off of. Yeah, yeah. And that's a very unconventional core configuration. It's too big, too medium, for small. So, So when we hear like Qualcomm might be tinkering with like Maybe we sacrifice a low power core and we add an additional medium sized core and then we give even more space to an even bigger core. Like, man, there is nothing finalized in the world of SOC manufacturing. 
if, if, if you want to find the interesting things to talk about in terms of innovation, it's, it's like this type of chip fabrication is fascinating. Yeah. Because, like, do you want one big, three big, four small? Do you want one huge, two medium? I mean, do you want two really big with two kind of small, but then four little? However we put all these things together yeah. is is fundamental to how that product is going to perform. And it's also why you can just roll your eyes whenever someone's like, well, but I mean, like, Tensor is basically just an Exynos, am I right? And you're like, that's like saying... This is a four-cylinder engine, and this is a six-cylinder engine, and they both have circular tubes in them. They must be kind of the same, <laughs> am I yeah. right? It's the, it's the same. They both burn gas. <laughs> and you can Tensor, just kind of stooge slap them all the way down. Tensor has Stop gotten talking. so much so much better since since launch. Updates have been pushing up the uh, improvements, features, oh, yeah. and many many things. Like the the Pixel that we have now, the Pixel Six uh, Six Pro and the Six are a much better representation and what what we probably were what everybody was hoping for them to be at launch but understandably being that you know it's a first generation first release of a new soc uh, we're going to see obviously see it now again in the s uh, the pixel 6a coming out next month so that's exciting to see it in a more of a affordable price point they didn't mm-hmm. compromise i feel like that if there was a page to learn from apple that's a good page to learn where you're keeping your processor running it's a it's a different tailored experience but your, the core processing, the core experience is there. And if you want to go up to the 6 or the 6 Pro, you know that what are the features that you're getting there in the camera department, the battery, the, the functional, yeah. you know, reverse wireless charging, and all of that stuff. So it's a line that you can draw. And I think that's where I've, I'm really appreciating the 6A kind of so, coming in with that conversation. Oh, and, and that it's oh. coming in after all the refinements. You know, like the yeah, mainstream, yeah. cheaper phone that's probably going to sell more is going to benefit from everything we've learned from ostensibly a somewhat shaky launch on the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro. But anyone who's like, oh, this is just too buggy to use and it's just a problem. Like, literally, there aren't any crippling bugs on a Pixel 6 Pro that are fundamentally different than any other phone on the market. But I did want to just kind of mention, Michael Peppertech has this, this sort of a comment question here. What happens when we reach the maximum thermal envelope that these devices can handle and we can't use new metals cooling and have reached the peak of the diodes for display efficiency. And at that point, I believe we're talking about like singularity and convergence and we're going to be incorporating more technology into bio-organic interfaces. But in the short term, you know, because dye shrinks get increasingly more difficult. You shave a nanometer off of a fabrication process. That is no small feat. We're talking billions of dollars in in infrastructure that you need to invest in to make a, a sort of a next gen step towards a smaller manufacturing process. Mm-hmm. But we're already seeing the impact of every manufacturer playing with custom compute cores. Uh, Huawei kicked us off on the conversation on MPUs, really putting in neural processing hardware and AI machine learning hardware to benefit other subsystems and remove Mm -hmm. load from the main CPU, GPU compute tasks. You look at a Vivo, that V1 Plus coprocessor helps drive the display more efficiently so when you're processing processing 120 hertz, 120 frames per second, the main GPU of the phone is actually kicking back. Mm-hmm. It's not responsible for driving that. The same custom purpose-built 
coprocessor that makes the camera so ridiculous, ridiculously fast is also responsible for driving the image on your display. So really what I think we're going to see in the short term, not, not to your end game, Michael, but I think in the short term is going to be maybe we need to sit out two generations on another die shrink. Maybe we sit mm-hmm. at five nanometers for a year or two, but along the way, a camera coprocessor, a different AI unit, different MPUs, different subsystems, maybe a, a, a change in core configuration with, you know, cache and RAM are also mm-hmm. going to bring better benefits. I feel like there's so much performance to squeeze out of where we're at today. The Dimensity 8100 shows us old CPU cores get a huge new life when you give them a, a, a modest die shrink. Now that we've done the die shrink, if we can approach other systems in the phone with that same kind of refinement, we're going to squeeze significantly more performance out of, out of that older hardware. And all we need to do is to take time to refine it. I kind of feel like A88 HN1, we, we, I, I think that there was an aggressive push towards trying to maximize CPU and GPU performance. I think Qualcomm was just trying to catch Apple in big bar graphs. And mm-hmm. now that we've got the performance, we need to focus on refining it so that we can get back to a better performance per watt. So now we've got a ceiling... And if we spend two years at this ceiling, that is phenomenally gross overkill for even power user needs. Yeah. So if we can just refine that and bring it down into a more respect, and that's already happening with the HN8 plus Gen 1. H1 Gen 1, right? yeah. Which we're TSMC manufacturing, yeah. different fabrication company. Obviously, there have been some other refinements. It's not just taking the exact same chip that Samsung had and just giving it to TSMC. TSMC is involved in the process of chip fabrication. So I'm sure there have been some other little subtle tweaks along the way. And we're already seeing in, and again, in speculative benchmarks and stuff that this should come with an almost 10 to 15% improvement in battery life at very similar performance levels. And just like we see with the 8100, the 8100 should basically be an 870, but with better battery life, but oh no, we can drive the 8100 harder mm-hmm. and still get better battery life. And I think that's what we're going to see with the 8 Plus Gen 1, at least from what we saw on Tech Tech Potato. Dr. Ian mm-hmm. took Ian, a test yeah. drive on it. That's a brilliant video. If you really want to know, not just listen to some YouTuber go, but the Antutu. If you really want to know with good facts and actual data, um, his coverage on those SOCs has been top tier, has been spot on. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you want to, okay, I was going to say Michael Pepper, that kind of just jumping in there. Uh, I'll, re- I'll recommend it earlier, but refining old hardware may not be uh, feasible for any manufacturers who's comp- uh, competing with some releasing better hardware. It, so for that one, Chris, I think it's not about comp- competition. It's, you know, th- we've surpassed the need. We are the hardware that we have right now is so far ahead of what we need hardware wise. It's literally a software game. Most people are sitting with hardware that is like there is the the reason why the eight why the eight seventy makes perfect sense. When we look at the the F four, why does the eight seventy make sense? This is an SOC that was released last year to continue an eight sixty five plus. 
it's still around. It's still being released. We're seeing new in devices. It's because it still makes sense and it still will run anything yeah. on the market. There is nothing on the market that this is going to stutter on minding the software configuration. Like the, the issues that we see on Xiaomi devices isn't the 870s fault because we know that, uh, you know, uh, these same games, other same 870s play the other game. Other 870s yeah, play yeah, yeah, perfectly yeah. fine. It's really the way the software stack is put on top, the kernel, the management, the way they're trying to manage thermals, uh, or if they're trying to do some type of aggressive uh, limitation on the system. There are things going on, or even just compatibility with with uh, the, you know, so, the game titles. I, I mean, to, to to go along with that though is is where what I think we also need to sort of fairly balance. And and Chris, because I completely I, I agree with the spirit of your comment. I think mm-hmm. actual market data sort of disagrees with the literal interpretation of your comment because what is the 870 but an 865 plus plus mm-hmm. so refining old hardware worked really well for qualcomm they have kept the 865 around going on three years making it a little bit better refining it the manufacturing has fallen in line so that the chip fabrication and the yield mm-hmm. you can arrive at lower prices for that tier of SOC. Phone manufacturers, that used to be a $1,000 phone SOC, and now it's showing up in like $400 phones. That to me is exactly what we should be talking about. So refining old hardware may not be feasible for any manufacturer who's competing with someone releasing better hardware. You have phone fans today who will go out of their way to pick up an 870 over an 888 or an 8 Gen 1. I mean, mm-hmm. I see it in my comments. So you can. It's just it's going to be a component of marketing. It definitely needs to reflect reflect the price because if you're refining, a part of refining means also manufacturing it cheaper. You should have a manufacturing process that saves you money because it's a mature process. And then from there, that should also resemble, like, I'm holding... And an 8100, this is roughly a $450 phone. I don't know where my Vivo went. Where is my Vivo? Yeah, here's my Vivo. This is an 870. This is roughly a $450 phone. When the 865 first came out, to get the 865 in a phone would have meant $800. Mm-hmm. So for $350 less, I've got slightly better performance than what the 865 could deliver. That to me is a win for the market. And it, like I said before, I, I like to use a word like democratize. You know, you can make a big play and you can advertise this to the right people and you can make a lot of money on these products if we're all keeping that manufacturing um, refinement, that manufacturing process in mind. Yeah, no, and, and the X4 GT, just for reference, starts at 299 uh, euros for the early bird special. So it's, I mean, they're trying to obviously yeah. be aggressive. This is just early bird, but still, like you're saying, between basically the three to $400 um, price point, you're able to pick up an 8100, a density 8100 on the X4 yeah. GT. It's, this is literally where they're targeting it. Um, and I'm trying to find the actual price point. So again, when we get on early bird, 300 euro, 8100. That's that's the benefit of refining an older core configuration. Well, we so the, know the what four A seventy eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, we it's, know what this SOC is, and it's gone through a die shrink. But I mean, I'm not trying to minimize it because die shrink, like I said before, that's an expensive process to to improve your manufacturing capabilities. 
but you weren't reinventing the wheel. So you already had so much good data on what these individual CPU cores and GPU cores could deliver. And then you just gave it a squeeze. You made it a little smaller. That has to help buffer some of the costs that normally go into like the high end Mm -hmm. uh, chip manufacturing process. I'm speaking very generally. It's definitely more complicated than that. It is definitely more expensive than what I'm trying to indicate. But again, when you can squeeze some cost savings at the beginning of the manufacturing, before the 8100 is even really mature, before mm-hmm. you've even gotten your chip yields up to the same level as the 870, it's already an SOC that's going into phones that are already on sale for 300 bucks. No, I, I mean, I, I don't know how better to present no, old, that's what... old, te- old technology being refined as a huge consumer benefit. But we want that's what I'm saying is we need to see we need Qualcomm to be able to to see the benefit of that and start refining like maybe next year if the 870 starts basically obviously fading out at some point, you know, go in with an 889 or oh, so again, Chris has kind of kind of clarified it's not about capability. It's about marketing techies will automatically disparage them. And and to be fair, that's dumb techies. Techies who are bad at tech. Absolutely. And there are a lot of them. I see a number of them in my YouTube comments. We're sitting in a, in a, in a, in a stream here with about 25, 28 people watching right now who can understand the nuance. And every time I put out a video, like I put out a video on the, the X4 GT, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many of those comments were excited about the 8100. We're excited about that performance envelope. I put out a video on the Vivo, the Vivo IQ Neo 6. So I can't get my mouth to say that. Um, the Neo 6 got a ton of comments from people saying, heck yeah, I'm all about that 870. So the, the techies who actually know what they're talking about in terms of tech need to be better ambassadors. Mm-hmm. But we're already like lit up about what's refinement, efficiency, performance per watt. And those... Techies who are really bad at this and are just playing sort of a brand and a label game are increasingly falling behind in some of these conversations and are losing some of the credibility that they've built up because they keep just hyping whatever the hype beast of the moment is. It does not take much effort at all to scratch that one layer deeper and find a whole community of people that are having a more nuanced conversation. Not always like... The, the most scientifically minded conversation, but just saying, hey, I've got a Galaxy S22. I'm trying to do basic stuff with it. I'm running two apps at the same time. This thing is nuclear hot and my battery is evaporating. WTF Samsung. Reuters is reporting on the corner cutting from Samsung on expensive phones. I mean, this is not like CNET or you know, pop sci or, you know, like, a, like, a, you know, mechanics or engineering rag. This is yeah. basic news Reuters. AP feeds have been talking about class action lawsuits and, and benchmark rigging on smartphones. Like it doesn't take much to get out of the tiny bubble of techies who are bad at tech, but are the loudest in YouTube comments mm-hmm. and find a much broader community of people that are just sharing experiences, but are pointing to these trends as things that we don't want. The scientific way of saying it is like, hey, we're looking at better performance per watt. But your your cousins are going to say, why the heck does my brand new Samsung perform worse than my old Samsung? They care. 
And again, we can point them in directions to say, like, there are technologies that can make this better, and you'll probably spend less on the phone to get better performance. No, I'm with you. And I... I feel like this is where we need to keep championing the conversation and continue it. And, and hopefully we'll still see more devices. I mean, we're almost at the middle point of 2022 and we're still seeing 870 being used. So definitely, I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we see it on a few more devices for the, before the year is over. But I mean, uh, you, and- you published a video on the F4 today. I mean, I'm sure someone in your audience mentioned performance is the Very 870. Johnson. I loved it. Very jumped in. I know. I, know. I was about to say. <laughs> Oh, let me see if I can pull up my F4 GT because I think I I had a lot of people uh, banging on. Barry Johnson also was like, hey, Dimensity 8100, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, I know. But while while we're just doing this. uh, So Radislaw Orlowski asking about uh, charging specifications and Mm -hmm. and what what is actually supported on the 8100. Um, A couple people asking if MediaTek can support GCAM, which I think can be a little bit more difficult depending on compatibility. And it's going to get even harder as we see more on Tensor. It wants to start becoming more Tensor specific, not Qualcomm specific. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No, GCAM is, I'll say this, it has been ported to curing processors in the past. It wasn't 100% port. But what I will probably say is um, it wouldn't be impossible if there is enough demand. And that's typically where the where the bottleneck is. It's not that there isn't mm-hmm. demand. It's just that typically, you know, like developers may not have them and there's not enough people asking for it. So, yeah, it, it I'll, I'll say it's it'll be quite hard initially. Yeah, let's just say yep. that. So I've got Sam saying the 8100 is the best CPU of the year. Sunset Nova just throwing out a MediaTek greater than Qualcomm sign, <laughs> which I believe Michael uh, Michael was replying to that individual in my chat. Um, uh, domain, the Dimensity, this is from Warris, the Dimensity 8100 is very is a killer. It's It's been very interested to try a phone. I've been very interested to try a phone that comes with it. Um, <laughs> uh, Spider Pig, this phone is more exciting because of the performance than the Nothing phone with gimmick lights. You know, uh, yeah, let's, let's not get into it. Eight, 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 eight knots actually got it. Finally, a true successor to the X3 Pro, like mm-hmm. I was whining about on some of my uh, comments on the X4 Pro video. So uh, the 8100 is such a breath of, breath of fresh air. This is how a chip should perform. I mean, like mm-hmm. I've got a number of people in here that are hyped and are getting the, what the 8100 is. So I think I'm, I'm that's not... the thing we need to see more in. I'm excited. Like I said, it's, it's the, it's the cover that we couldn't get into with the end with the 9,000. That was my biggest thing. We wanted to see how this 9,000 stack up against the HN one. It wasn't that I'm trying to say one is better, but also seeing the benefits of both ecosystems. I mean, they're both trying to get into there in the, uh, it's a similar architecture. They're using slightly different Ram. The, uh, you know, MediaTek uses the slightly faster Ram. You know, can that performance, uh, can that show into performance in there? For me, at the end of the day, the 8100 is a beginning. It's not the end. It's the beginning. It's a very promising beginning that we can see now oh, what, what the 11 and 1200 have been doing for yeah, years. It, I was going to say, the tw- for me, the, the the Dimensity 1000 was, oh, this is changing my mind. Because I've always kind of appreciated, like, I've, I've always felt like MediaTek's, 
they're great for entry level phones. You just oh, need something yeah, budget. The, you need something cheap. The G, you know, the G series do great. has been doing great, and and it, it that's it's what great. Most P, a P thirty five. I mean, all you just need to do is like check your email. It's going to be fine. And then the Dimensity one thousand came and rocked my socks, yeah. and it was competitive, and and it wasn't the most premium flagship grade SOC, but it was priced just below where a comparable Qualcomm would live. Yeah. And ever since the 1000, the 1000 to the 1200, um, I was playing, I, playing with the TCL has a Dimensity 700, and that is a surprisingly good SOC on a 200-ish dollar phone that you're going to get for free on contract. With a but stylus 8100. Support. With, with stylus support. Let's not forget that one. I love to drive I mean, that it's, down there. It's great. Yeah. It's great. So, um, so now, playing with the Dimensity 8100, I'm desperate to get my hands on a Dimensity 9000 because um, I'd be very curious to see. I keep asking. I keep asking. <laughs> I, I've, I've been saying, I, like, I've even been, like, tagging uh, the media type people, like, hey, I just put out a video on this Poco, and it's got the 8100. It's pretty great. If you guys have a 9000, you should send it to me. I'm one. Okay, bye. I love you. <laughs> um, the, uh, th- th- this, this is what's exciting. Yeah. I am critically anxious to see what Google can do with Tensor 2 mm-hmm. because yeah, I yeah. feel their focus isn't going to be on raw horsepower. It's going to be on AI. Yeah. So this is going to be a very different conversation as the pixels continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. We've got Qualcomm and MediaTek going head-to-head. And with Qualcomm leaning on TSMC and MediaTek delivering 5 nanometer. Yep. This actually catches us up to Apple in a really interesting way okay. where according to leaks and rumors we can be somewhat confident that the iPhone 14 is going to keep the same SoC from the iPhone 13. Oh. So your $800 tier phone, I bet you there are going to be some subtle refinements, oh, some I'm, additional yeah, yeah, no. features. Apple's going to find something to justify a price increase be because we know prices are going to climb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the core CPU, GPU chunk is going to be more consistent with Apple at the $800 tier. Less reason to get an iPhone 14 if it performs kind of the same as an iPhone 13. And you can get an iPhone 13 on sale. Well, because this yeah, is they a good opportunity. The one. They, they typically carry the last year's model, yeah. So this I is like a great it. opportunity where the Dimensity 9000 is showing some graphics performance that's nipping at the heels of an iPhone 13 Pro, right? It's getting yeah. really close in terms of pure performance per watt, and the 8 Plus Gen 1 catches us up to some of those testing and benchmarks that we've seen from the Dimensity 9000. And Apple's going to be floating a year on their mainstream offering at $800, which is going to be the sweet spot for a OnePlus 11 for, you know, a Vivo X90 for, you know, hopefully a Galaxy S23 if Samsung can pull their ish together. You know, that... The actual S, maybe maybe next year will be the actual S series, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, sorry. For real? So so this is actually great timing for us to look at, like, do we... We don't really need to wow people with bigger bar graph benchmark scores. What we need is to come in and say, like... A performance per watt that lines up with an iPhone 13 is flipping stellar. Like that is really good. We kind of have we're getting close to that in a certain in a, a certain number of applications, and especially in gaming. If we can take one more year 
to sort of refine that out. Give us some modest upgrades. Yeah, you know, like if you give me like three to five percent better CPU performance, but you can do that at ten percent better battery life. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That is exciting. And we'll have different flavors of that idea going into AI capabilities, machine learning capabilities, camera capabilities, processing capabilities, graphics capabilities. Like we'll actually have phones that you can point to and say, do you need more of an office assistant? You've got to get the Pixel. Do you want more of a camera performer? You've got to get the Vivo or the Sony. Do you want something that's just like crazy gaming performance sort of hardware? You want to look over here. And and that to me is where we've got, uh, this conversation is going to get way more interesting over the next year. I, I like anyone who's sitting back and like, oh, but this is just like a slab phone and it's just like every other slab phone is 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 the worst at tech ever. <laughs> I mean, they're just so bad. I like it, it makes me sad because I'm sitting in front of so many different experiences and I find something to love mm-hmm. out of every single one of them. And none of them have been bad. The worst performing phone I've tested this year, I don't know, maybe an Infinix. And you're like, man, for the price, it's though, still, yeah, you have to. Yeah, you have but to that's just it. It's like this is still great. I mean, this is still a very good phone. This is a phone that would have been like flagship grade, you know, premium tier flagship grade, like five or six years ago. You can't tell me that there's not an audience for someone that needs that as their sort of bread and butter, yeah. cover the basics, daily driver experience. And I'm good with that. I like it that. works no. for me. I, and I want to see more of that. That's the that's the biggest thing that we have to kind of go with. Um, but yeah, so at the end of the day, I think if we kind of really summarize it, the overall performance, what we see between the two is really based on a case-by-case basis. But overall, you're not going to be disappointed with either. They're hitting between the 300 to 350 euro price point between the two. Obviously, there is a slight improvement in performance with the 870. I think Juan was able to, you know, he talked about that mm-hmm. in his video. And you can actually put your finger on some of that, you know, video editing and so on. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, if you're not, if that's not the product that you're looking for at that price point, you have to keep in mind we're talking considerable horsepower at three to three hundred and fifty euros here. We're you know we're not talking you know even though we say mid ranger, it's you're paying budget almost price point. We're not talking six hundred. Well, you know, I, I want to be other thing fair. I keep in mind. Yeah, because again, I'll, I'll, I, this is very difficult for us to talk about because we're United States reviewers. And when I look up the X4 GT. Mm-hmm. The early bird pricing is very attractive, but I think yeah, yeah, MSRP in the EU, the model I have, I think, is going to be similar to the flavor that's going to go to like Poland. Um, okay. The uh, the 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 pricing I think is is really supposed to be around four to four fifty euro. Oh, so but that's the a really early good, bird. Is that's a crazy? No, I think it's closer to maybe four hundred. But again, okay. the early bird is like. 25 percent off almost at it's least from what i was able to look Wait, up Xiaomi, Xiaomi and this is all, all the time. yeah this is all very region dependent so again if you're shopping an expert gt in your neck of the woods and you get a model that's sent specifically to your region anything that we say for pricing plus or minus what seventy five dollars? Like it, it, it could same. be a pretty wide swing. It, um, it's very difficult to try and pin down like what is the value proposition here. I am purposely putting this at an MSRP, and this is again for the higher storage tier model um, at, at an MSRP around four fifty. And at four fifty, 
I think we've got incredible performance, a very good screen, very good battery life, r- respectably fast charging, actual fast charging, not Samsung fake fast charging. Mm-hmm. And we've got compute power on tap that is ridiculous overkill for someone's needs at around mm-hmm. $450. Like, Absolutely. It's a tier above. So if you can get it on a sale or on an early bur- early bur- or on a coupon... Yeah. And it's coming in at like 300 euro. That is such a stonking good buy. That's a much because so I haven't I even got gotten into. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't know what the pricing. You, was you can't. I, mean, I can't. I can't really pin it down. It, it's always been impossible for me on Pocos. I always just have to ballpark it, and I always mm-hmm. try to aim high so mm-hmm. that someone in my comments can be like, "Oh man, you don't know what you're talking about. I got this phone for like 75 cents and a half a ham sandwich." Mm-hmm. And you're like, Kick "Then ass. didn't you get a good deal?" Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I was excited about this phone when it was four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully we'll we'll definitely be covering more and we'll see more devices come up with it. I mean, like I said, the eight seventy is not dead. It's still coming up. It's still going strong. And the eighty one hundred is literally starting up. Oh yeah. Um, for me, I was very, very happy and very surprised to see it on uh, the obviously with the GT three Neo, uh, the GT Neo, <laughs> the GT Neo three from uh, from Realme that. They're definitely challenging us, but you know it's a very, very nice, very uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. fast charging phone. You know, 150 watt charging on that one is just crazy. Realme's been pushing it. Um, but what I wanted to double check with all this, obviously, you know, there was that. There was, you know, obviously the the nothing phone went on sale. There's a whole bunch of things going on. But I don't know if you caught it, but there's some things talking about the fact that the nothing phone is going to be running the 778G. It's not yeah. actually going to be running a, uh, a flagship processor, so it's really more going into well, the mid-ranger experience. Do, do you but, know the only thing I'm I'm, I'm sad about there is mm-hmm. I was hoping because the you know Carl Pay went out and made a big you know we're working with Samsung about making an ecosystem support of products yeah. and accessories, and when they were mentioning like that they were going to be working with Qualcomm, what I was hoping is that this would be sort of a boutiquey way to launch the seven Gen one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I, would, I was really hoping. In my that mind, that, honestly, that, I, I we talked about. I'd kind of just stapled them together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it same. Would make perfect sense. So, even from from our conversation last week, where we were kind of digging into the Nothing Phone, and then also I kind of went dark on the Nothing Phone uh, during my podcast on Monday. Yeah. Man, I was not in good shape this Monday. Um, it makes me even more anxious, and it makes the pricing even more critical. You're, this thing is going to have to go up against Vivos and Pocos, and and especially in the regions where they will ship, yeah. they have those kinds of phones directly. They're, they're competing. going straight to competing. Yeah, they're going to have to the, with them. The only saving grace is that it won't have to fight a Pixel Six A because it it's launch to... countries. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was, I was like, it's not coming. But it, it makes it makes me feel like you know. Let's say this thing launches around four hundred dollars, which I'm getting the feeling it's going to end up somewhere around four hundred. That is it, such a tough fight. Okay, a it boss is, move is from such a difficult would fight. be to launch it at three ninety nine. To launch, I don't even think that's a boss. No, not three nine. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. You mean two ninety nine? Was it two ninety nine the original uh, the original OnePlus? Was it two ninety or two? Oh, you mean take it all the way back to the original that, launch that, price? That's of what the I'm OnePlus. saying. I think that, the, that could be kind of the fun. boss move we're to say yeah. is to shoot straight for that original price point because I remember mine the one I got with the first OnePlus uh, with sixty four was three fifty, 
but I want to say like early pricing was like 299. But if he's able to bring it down with the 778 and go down to that price point, I think he'll get the buzz. That's the, that's the driving force behind it. Because now we know he's not trying to hit the 8 Gen 1, the 888, the 8. He's literally going in with a well-balanced experience, but there's obviously a lot of it's not like status and so on going on with it. The LEDs look cute and everything like that. But again, unless you're keeping it on with it with a clear case and to be able to utilize all those LEDs that becomes kind of like counterproductive. So, but the long story short, I guess I don't want to make it the obvious. I just noticed that as I was going <laughs> through Twitter, I actually missed it. I, I, I got off when I saw the, uh, the video from, from Marquez talking about the hands-on uh, experience with the phone. And I was really like, I felt very, he wasn't critical. He wasn't at all. Like it was more about like, you know, you know, okay, this is nice. Well, we'll see kind of like whatever, you know, I, and I've seen him do more things to other devices and, and be more critical if, you know, depending on the label, but at the end of the day, we'll have to see. Yeah, I, July, I, July 12th is around the corner. I'll say that. I, I, again, I feel there are certain channels and certain people who host kinds of conversations that are just like, here's a pretty look at a new product. Mm-hmm. And it's not about critiquing or performing or reviewing. It's just a, you want to see it and I'll hold it. And here's really pretty B roll of it. Um, at two ninety nine, you've got an incredible story that harkens back to the emotional feels of the disenfranchised that's, OnePlus community. That's what I, that's like interesting. Yeah. I yeah, I'm go for really it at a anxious loss. because this I would be think the, this is the one to go with. Go in at a loss. Don't go in for the profit. See, go in to get the market share because that's what OnePlus but, did. They were yeah, losing know, money but, on the OnePlus One. They were not but, making but money because he already built a company on losing money, and then when the company started making money, their he fan left. base was betrayed. I've, I don't think we're going to see the same that same repeat. I, I had to go digging into the press release that um, we got from the Poco PR team. Mm-hmm. The X4 GT in its base model configuration, 8 gigabytes of RAM and 128 gig of storage, full recommended retail price. The MSRP is 379 euro. Not even 400. If, if yeah. a Poco comes out with a 778, and I'm assuming a starting storage configuration of 8128 and an okay, you know, screen, probably 90 hertz or 120 hertz display, and it has to go toe to toe with an X4 GT, it's gonna get murked. Yeah. Uh, like nine consumers out of 10. No, that I can't imagine they're gonna side with, with the nothing. It's it's a tough. It's a much tougher. It's a tougher story. It's not a proven story. It's not. It, you know, like it's harder to, to kind of. I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm trying to find ways for to make sense of how this makes uh, makes you know can actually make a hit. And the only thing right now that kind of resonates with me is that if it hits that three ninety nine or three forty nine price point, or even the original OnePlus phone price point, and don't even call it out, but go there. That will get the hype buildup that he wants that feeds into the demand that it feeds into yeah. people wanting to give it a chance because of where it is. Like you said, for 350 and you're getting the 8100 for 400 bucks for 400 euros and you're getting the 870, that's a lot of competition. You know, SOCs are hanging around now, they're not just disappearing because the year is over. So it, it's a tougher thing. Yeah. 
This X4 GT, and especially after having used the Neo 6, which, again, I'm doing regional price conversions, but yeah. no, no, yeah. the 256 gig variant of the X4 GT recommended retail price 429 early bird price 349 299 is the is the base model oh oh yeah yeah you're talking about the yeah that's right you're right so i'm saying you step up for 50 euro more you get 256 gig of storage a256 the neo 6 snapdragon 870 256 gigs of storage 12 gigs of ram Roughly four hundred and fifty dollars if you convert into uh, Indian um, rupees. Uh, rupees, yep. like y- you've got to you got to bring a substantial amount of phone uh, but I, to these so markets if you if you're gonna I, I if you're gonna like the star power fight these at all. So there's 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 the star power behind it, and this is literally where. Um, Again, we'll have to kind of see once once the embargo hits and start we start seeing people actually talking about what they think about the phone, because what we got today, what we got this week from from Marquez was a video, and, and I'm not, just want to be very clear, I'm not pointing to Marquez or him specifically. I understand there are requirements and what he's able to share and what he's able to talk about this. And the reason sure. why I said this is a Microsoft thing. You know, you can look at the back of the phone, you can look at the folding <laughs> oh, phone. Oh, poor Marquez, <laughs> and he agreed to all of these all of, embargoes. All, all, all of the all of the creators and everybody, and I felt really bad because it felt like it was a weird place to be because you're like, I got to make a video, but I got to, I can't talk about it. And they, they some of them try right. to joke about it i realized that what he could show with us and what he talked with that hands-on was very limited and it's early hardware obviously maybe he doesn't have all the specifics but the what i saw there and what i what i what i'm seeing is i'm not seeing the hype factor hardware to match the hype you know that that equilibrium of Mm -hmm. you know i know they're giving us teasers and maybe there are some you know hidden gems that we're going to find out on the 12 that they they are not going to share because what they've done at this point is they've literally showed us the entire cake what is it? What is left for the twelve? So I'm hoping that there is still some more stuff. But what I sure. end up saying is I, I'm still not excited about it. I'm I'm trying to find how Carl's going to basically magically make this into the golden egg that he's building it up to be. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I I, I want to be fair because if he can mm-hmm. live up to the support, um, it, it, you know, again, we're we're talking about phones that are likely only going to receive one, maybe two, may, maybe two, probably maybe not. two, very more than likely major one. operating system updates. So there is something to be said for paying more for a phone up front mm-hmm. with the expectations that you're going to get three years of of operating system updates on the back end, and that's why you compromise with the mid range or SOC. It's kind of the pixel model. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can find hardware that that you know it definitely is is more desirable hardware than what you find on a pixel for the same price mm-hmm. but you know you trade some of that hardware on a pixel 5a to get significantly longer support than what that other phone might have to offer so i on think there's still stuff too. that you yeah. can do to to join this conversation oh absolutely but, but again I, I feel like the reality of this market and where you know, Galaxy A, older Galaxy A series ran away with with sales at Samsung, where mm-hmm. Poco carved out this huge niche. 
under the Xiaomi umbrella, where even Xiaomi products that are priced lower and don't offer as robust support have mm-hmm. definitely outpaced some of their more expensive brethren. Um, I, 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 I mean, like you were saying, I need to see something disruptive. It has disruptive to could mean really, 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 really low price and long software support. Yep. But then you've got an unsustainable company that's going to crater really fast if they can't find some other monetization or accessories purchases or licensing agreements. So there, there has, yeah, he I, has to. Do and I don't smarter. know that it's exciting enough to really build a rabid fan base off of anymore because we have a bunch of flagship killer products. I mean, you get, yeah, I can tell you the number of people that are stoked about Redmi's. I'm sitting mm-hmm. in front of Poco's. You've had these uh, crazy designer, uh, you know, cartoon-influenced realmes. Like, <laughs> I, so many more people are going to be excited about no, uh, a Dragon Demon Ball Slayer phone. Next. <laughs> yes. Dragon I Ball, need a Vampire Hunter D Vivo X Series phone. <laughs> Vivo, if you're listening. Vampire Give Hunter me D. the Vampire Hunter D because I'm an old and I love my gory... <laughs> Horror gothic. So, so you don't want the Beefus and Butthead edition <laughs> smartphone, right? <laughs> With the, the, I mean, how hilarious would that be? Is like, here's the Beefus and Butthead edition phone, and it's got every uh, you know metal rock and roll video that was produced in the 90s stored and, in its ROM. And the wallpaper is just basically you know, headbanging. headbanging <laughs> right, <there>. exactly. <laughs> It's it's a, you, it's an animated wallpaper, but it's the only animated wallpaper you're allowed to have. Is. No, no, I know. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're we're kind of getting also kind of to the end of the show. So I want to really kind of it, there's a couple of things coming up. Obviously, June is pretty much done, right? We're almost like another maybe less than ten days there to go. Um, and the reality is, you know, we're we're almost there. July is packing a couple of big hits for us. We have mm-hmm. the, as we know, the six day is going to be coming out. We have obviously the nothing phone right around the corner from each other, the 12th and the 21st. And I'm sure mm-hmm. there'll be other devices coming out. It's not going to be the only two available uh, devices. This as typically, I honestly didn't expect the, the, the F4 and the GT and then all of those things kind of hitting us at the same time. Um, but uh, kind of keeping rounding it up and everything else. Are you putting out any more content? Is there any other videos that you're going to be pushing out this week before the week is over? Um, so tomorrow, I know, I know I'm going to try. F4. Tomorrow, sorry, I'm going to try and get that NOS video out. So oh, the, um, the, the, the QNAP TS-233, the little two-bay. Oh, two-bay, sorry. I, I finally have that all built. And yeah. and, and um, it is such a killer little box. Mm-hmm. Again, this is you know definitely more, excuse me, um, a home office enthusiast this is not a corporate or you know like a really robust multi-user kind of solution but it's been very surprising what it what it can do like i was doing 4k blu-ray streams to mm-hmm. all three of the tvs in our home and you know, like yeah this thing's hanging in there this is doing this really well and just as like i get really excited about disruption and things like the laptop market um this is another generation of arm powered network attached storage yeah i like so, that Arm, Arm isn't the gig if you've got to run a medium-sized office and you have a ton of users, but, you know, lower power SOC, but with good multimedia capabilities, and they've got a little MPU for, for face tracking. They have an NPU in a NAS so that when you search through your photos, it's yeah, cataloged and categorized. Yeah, yeah. It trains on the faces of your family member. I mean, like, that is such an interesting little hook 
on something. It's just a big box of hard drives. So I'm going to try and get that video out tomorrow. Then it's it's all all steam all th- full open throttle to get my moto finished. I've got to do a proper look at the uh, Honor Magic Four mm-hmm. as I did our little field trip. But now I've been using the phone a little bit more. And the more I use the Honor Magic Four, the more I really want to do a showdown against the Axon as oh, sort of yeah. a brands that have been revived Mm -hmm. showdown because you know like an axon 7 versus an honor 8 was one of my all-time favorite phone comparisons and now like you know zte kind of left the market and then they kind of came back honor kind of got you know pushed out of the market and now they're back and now i like this is this has to be my next showdown is absolutely is like the zombie brands of zte (laughs) i'm not gonna say it that way i don't think either of those companies would appreciate me calling them zombies um, but, but we don't often get a company back in such a big way. And both the Axon and this honor are very unique premium mm-hmm. tier, high performance options that it kind of fits. Like I need to pit them against each other. Um, so, so that'll probably end up being sort of middle of next week. Okay. Yeah. No, I, so I'm working on my, uh, on my honor, uh, magic. Four. I wanted to do a camera tour. So I did initial video for the magic four, uh, but I want to do definitely mm-hmm. a camera experience. So I did, I didn't focus on that on our outing last week. So I do want to hopefully, I mean, you shot a few samples, video. but I, did. You know, I know yeah. we, we were both scrambling on those Pocos was, <laughs> at the natural history museum. Like we couldn't yeah. show people, but no, it was, I, it was just, it was literally like, you saw me like white phone, 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 phone. I'm like, it was uh we look like such dorks it was amazing <laughs> i know i know well people are watching it's like what is why are these guys taking doing? like 30 photos of this why can't you just flip in one phone to take the picture and just move on my kids want to see the dinosaur um but yeah no hopefully next week i'll get a chance to spend some more time with that i also have some i'll have a i'll have a couple of videos coming out on some things i, I can't really talk about yet uh but i do also want to make a video i, I did get some so I don't know how to explain this. Have you, are you familiar with Gra- uh, Gravistar, uh, the brand for mm-hmm. speakers? And yeah. so they reached out, and I honestly didn't think they were going to look this kick-ass. But like, they sent me like that does this. Look really cool. Oh my god! Yeah, like seriously, the best-looking speaker ever. Like, like the legs articulate RGB heaven sitting in there. Hold on, let's let's turn it on <laughs> just to kind of show you guys. I get excited just turning it on. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can change the yeah no you could change the uh, okay now I'm, and, can, I'm like, I'm and can you hook those up and do like stereo configurations so with, with the multiple big units with the big ones you can um and i just realized i turned on music because i hit the play button <laughs> <laughs> i know and the stream suddenly got demonetized um so they sent me two they sent me that one and then of course they sent me the venus one which is uh, kind of a little cute baby one so that's going to be one of my videos for next week little guy so with a gatling gun yeah. Dude, uh, my main thing with this one, uh, so Omar already kind of called dibs on this. So I'm like, totally. <laughs> Smart kid. I like Absolutely. your kid. He's got style. So yeah. Uh, so that's going to be one of the videos next week for me. And uh, of course, there'll be the show on Saturday morning, the, the Android Bay. <laughs> I don't know why I, I, I phased back at uh, 2021. Um, and then they'll, yeah. So essentially just a little bit kind of finishing up some stuff. Um, and then um, I, may be, I may be calling in from a, uh, a secret location. We'll have to see how that goes. Ooh, fancy. It, it may or may not happen, but we'll Maybe see. Maybe stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for next week's episode of The Best of Our Week, where TK calls in from an undisclosed location. <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, no, it'll, it'll be, I think it'll be fun. Um, hopefully we'll, we'll know more. And then, like I said, for me, it's more about, um, you know, just enjoying our tech. That's at the end of the day, you got to enjoy the tech that you're getting, because if you're not enjoying it, then it's money not spent well, and you're not going to be able to justify it. You're going to feel awkward about it. So just listen to the best experiences, I would say, in what the features that you want for, look for those and listen to the people that are trying to advocate for those, but what the experience is going to be with an 8100, with an 870, uh, utilizing, you know, like the 778 is not a bad processor, right? By no means were we saying that the, uh, you know, it's a seven series processor, but I think to Juan's point, the seven gen one would have been a more epic start because it is roughly around the time. I mean, Qualcomm did announce it and we're starting, yeah. we should start seeing devices. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, the one thing I, I probably will say is there may be multiple versions of the uh, nothing phone. Maybe this is what we're seeing right now is just iteration Maybe. one. So it could the conversation could change, but we'll we'll keep it. There. I mean, how annoying is it going to be if we get like a nothing phone one, nothing <laughs> fun one, nothing phone <laughs> one plus. Yeah. <laughs> nothing phone one pro. Uh, nothing phone uh, one ultra. You're nothing joking. Phone it, one yeah. ultra plus. Pro Plus 5G, uh, X, yeah, I know. I we'll have to see. Let, let's just—I want to see basically how they get out out the gate on the 12th. That's pretty much my, my main thing about seeing where things are, and hopefully we'll we'll see how things go. Um, but with that being said, I do want to say first and foremost, thank you, Juan, for hanging out with me uh, earlier this week and tonight as well. Um, yeah. And everybody with the, with us here in the chat: Barry Johnson, Golan Lavi, uh, you know, Michael Corrigan, Chris, uh, Gabrielletta's in there as well. Farhan's in there with it. I saw Greg earlier. Uh, and everybody just taking time of your day. That produce was popping in, Barry. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, see Andrew. Sorry. Yeah. Chris. Uh, Baseball Superb said hello on Twitch. So I love hello it. But Scoop Superb. was Michael in there also uh, earlier as well. Yeah, Scoop Hopefully, popped uh, in for a bit. I mean, like we had a full romper room going. This this was uh, this was a, a a really solid chat. Absolutely. Um, but again, you just uh, apologies because increasingly I'm going to be like, well, you got to look at this SOC design and I'm going to start going off the deep end on different processor cores. So that's going to be our gig, I guess. So, of course. And um, hopefully the audio version of the podcast, if you guys are uh, looking for that, it should be coming up hopefully tomorrow. Um, yeah, if you're not subscribed, tomorrow. make sure you like and subscribe. The Our information, our socials, all of that stuff will be in there. I always forget to kind of go through that information. Um, if you'd love to be able to follow Mr. Uh, Juan Bagnell into his Patreon, please make sure to check out that information on his site. He does some amazing content, early access, and so on. And I'm hoping on my side as well for YouTube, I'm, I'm going to start kind of uh, ramping up the membership part of it. Not to say that I want to kind of open it up to the level that you have i think yours is definitely but, much more but i feel but I you have a number of people out in the community that would be happy to support the quality of conversations that you've been putting together so, I, I appreciate it and i so but keep, i've been procrastinating for everybody who always kicks me too. kicks me in the right direction yeah <laughs> you yeah, should yeah. but but again I, I i feel like there are a number of people that that would be interested in in helping to support that quality of content and and i appreciate that and so with that being said um i'll see you guys on saturday morning of course uh be back on monday with the sggqa and of course make sure that you check out some of the other content some of the other shows uh going on and of course uh you know i would say stay cool and enjoy your time uh, and it's late on thursday evening but it's always fun somewhere in the world so take care everybody we'll see <laughs> you next week <laughs> bye bye Catch for you now. back bam <laughs>